you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin. I am that very same C with me as Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. Um, have you ever had a pet? Uh, growing up, we had cats, and uh, I've not I've, I've not had a pet since I left home. But uh, but I've okay, been in cat families. Yeah, I don't have any. My parents refuse to. Oh, really? Have. Yeah, yeah. Did, really. did you Did you want a pet? <laughs> Well, I think my parents know us better. <laughs> okay. Rumor has That's it, Zijan, that you're uh, you're thinking about getting a dog. Well, the rumor is true. Uh, I am thinking of getting one, okay. but I'm pretty sure I won't get one. <laughs> Would you name that dog Colin? No, it's weird, right? Well, I've got a list of things to achieve for 40, and one of them is persuading someone to name their child Colin, and I've kind of given up on human children, so I'm going for animals now. But uh, don't you think it's a little bit weird to name... What What do you think about naming pets after uh, human names? Oh, I, I, right. I'm fine with it. I, I think oh. maybe this is a uh, this is slightly different in uh, in Britain, perhaps, compared to Malaysia. But, uh, yeah, no, are you kind of like strictly Fido Rex kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like those names, yeah. Right. I was going to name one Mac and one Cheese because I like food as well. It does seem a bit like you want to eat the dog, so doesn't it? <laughs> No, why, Mac is a legitimate name. Mac is, but what happens if Mac dies and he just left for a dog that's called Cheese? Well, then we can go, uh, <laughs> you know, we can just call him Cheddar or something. We can go into different types of cheese. I'm, I'm not sure that name. solves the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no idea. I clearly have no idea how dogs work. Let's say your first dog kind of is out in the sun and then you'd have a hot dog with cheese. Oh, that's even better. There you go. Um... <laughs> We're not segueing into becoming a, a dog a dog dog cast. That's probably a thing, isn't it? Um, we're still a movie podcast. Today we're doing something a, a little bit different. We've done it once before, uh, celebrating the fact that uh, the X Men are coming back into the into the world. Um, sort of. We'll come we'll come to that. I'm sure. Uh, we're, we're looking through the films of the various actors who've been in the X Men films and saying, well, if we were to to create the X Men with other roles they've played, what would be the perfect X Men team? We did the same thing with the Avengers a few years ago. Uh, and we are not imaginative enough to think of anything different. Uh, if you listened last time, you might have heard us uh, saying we're going to do a podcast on films longer than 150 minutes, unless you cut that out, Zijan. Nope. Is that still there? We've given no, up on still that. There. But we decided uh, that's a terrible idea. So when we finally do get around to doing that, you'll know we're really scraping the barrel. Uh, <laughs> we're also talking It'll about... It'll come. It's definitely going to happen. I, I mentioned it to a friend at the weekend, and they said, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So maybe it's better than we thought. Anyway, uh, we're also talking, films of, talking about films with Josh Brolin. We're uh, uh, maybe looking back at the film Green Book. We're doing a quiz on the Scream franchise and much, much, much more. more. We start as we always do with some movie news. Zijan, take it away. So uh, the biggest news that came out today, actually, is the SAG Awards, um, mm. really. So the SAG Awards or the Screen Actor Guilds Award is basically uh, awards for performances in film. And these are given out by fellow actors themselves. Mm. Um, and so for the big four uh, acting awards, they went to Will Smith yes. uh, for King Richard, uh, Jessica Chastain for The Secret Life of Tammy Faye. Uh, the, I- the, the, uh, the Eyes of oh. Tammy Faye. Oh yeah, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. You see, this is what happens when you talk about pets. You're thinking of The Secret Life of Pets. Um, exactly. <laughs> or, I, I was prepared to give you The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but uh, no, it was The Pets, was it? Okay. It's definitely The Pets. Okay. <laughs> um, Arena de Bulls for West Side Story and Troy Kotsu for Koda. And he became uh, the first deaf actor to win the SAG Award as well. Some surprises there. I think Will Smith wasn't a massive surprise, and Ariana DeBose isn't a surprise, really. But uh, Jessica Chastain, I I, I want to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye, but it's not showing anywhere near me, and I've got to wait for DVD, I guess, or streaming or something. But... uh, yeah, that's a bit of a surprise, I think. I'm not sure who who was the front runner there. We talked well, we talked about it. Was it. Nicole Kidman, Nicole wasn't Kidman, it? Yeah. So yeah, it's a film I definitely def- I very much want to see. So um, yeah, well done. And uh, yeah, for uh, Coda, I've not managed to see yet either. No, I don't think it's been released out in the UK yet. Well, it was in like July or something, I think, on on Apple TV. Uh-huh. No one noticed because it was on Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Apple TV. But yeah, Troy Kotso, we were speaking, we were speaking about last time we were talking about the Oscars. We we're saying that you know the supporting actor is all you know is Cody Smith McPhee's to lose now. Mm. But now Troy Kotso basically throws a spanner in the works. Really, there you go. So uh, Oscars at the end of the month, uh, we will see at that point. Speaking of Oscars, in fact, there's a uh, they, they've gone and they've gone and done it again, Dijan. They've 
They've done all kinds of nonsense uh, since we last recorded. Per usual. Two lots yeah. of nonsense. One of the lots of nonsense is they're making a lot of stuff not televised, like all the uh, boring awards, uh, I guess, in their view. Um, but the other thing is they're doing a weird thing um, where you can vote over Twitter for your fan favourite film and also for your ultimate cheer moment of all t- of all time <sighs> by using hashtags, a system that clearly only invented by someone who doesn't understand how hashtags work or how Twitter works or how people work. Uh, so I, I have, I must confess, I have tweeted out that my, my, my Oscar fan favourite movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> uh, that's one more vote for them. But uh, the rumour has it that, uh, that Cinderella is leading the way. Oh, really? Mm, that's what I hear. What, what are they going to do with the results anyway? They're going to give them a, uh, a special award. Oh, really? This, wow. Well, we, this is a uh, reminiscent of when they were talking about doing a was it most popular film award or something, and everyone's well, like, that's, yeah, that's just talk- dumb. Uh, so this felt like it was a way of saying, well, No Way Home is one of the best films of the year, but we can't get an Oscar, so let's give it something else. And then it's but, not going yeah, it anyway. When, when, when they were talking about it, we also mentioned that, you know, there, there is a award given to the most popular film, the lot the amount of money they are making right mm. now. That's good enough for them, I it imagine. Does, it, helps, it just seems so odd that that uh, Spider-Man, which is such a great film, which gave such pleasure to so many millions of people, they don't, they don't count it. But it's uh, the, the, also the thing that the Snyder Cut would have won by miles if it was actually eligible, which is not because it's not a cinematic release. Maybe if, uh, well, maybe that's a good thing then. Do you think this will? Uh, do you think this will last, or do you think this will die after one? Uh I mean, like, the Oscars are always trying to stay relevant, right? That's the thing. Yeah, never quite succeeding. <laughs> yeah, they, they struggle with viewer uh, counts every single year. Year after year after year, people stop watching the Oscars. I mean, they, mm. they just tire of this whole celebrity nonsense and they, they always want to stay relevant. I mean, the only people who talk, even us, we talk about the Oscars, but we don't even bother watching it. Well, it's, like, it's like three in the morning or something. But even if it wasn't on, like, those times, we watched it. Oh, if it was on in the evening here at the time on a channel that I have, which I think I do might have, maybe I do have the channel now. It's on Sky Film or something, um, or Sky Arts. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I'd watch it. Well, you stay up to do the election stuff. I do stay. I, I, yeah, it ranks below the the UK election, which I love staying up for. Yeah. yeah. So now I think I think they, they are trying to stay relevant. So I won't be surprised if this continues. Put it that oh, way. Yeah. Good um, luck anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, because uh, apart from that, they've also announced uh, hosts for the Oscars. Mm. So Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall will host uh, the Oscars this year. So they've been hostless for the past couple of years, I yeah. imagine. I, I remember why. Why did I say I imagine? If I remember it's, correctly, it's definitely true. <laughs> it's definitely true. Yeah. So this will be the first um, time going back to hosts uh, since. Yeah, was it two years ago? Three years ago? No. Uh, at least, yeah, yeah, because it was going to be Kevin Hart, wasn't it? And then when he dropped out, or when they kicked mm. him out, um, they didn't replace him. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Why not? No, I haven't seen Amy Schumer anything recently. I haven't seen Wonder Sex for you know, a longer time. So, who knows? How I find. imagine it will be awkward and bad, like pretty much all hosting is. <laughs> yeah, Although I did like uh, when Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph were on. Hmm. They didn't really host them, but they were just there. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm never quite sure when they, it's when people are presenting and they make terrible jokes and they fall flat. I think, is this just because the microphone isn't picking up laughter or is it because just people aren't laughing at your terrible jokes? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Steven Spielberg. He's making a film about Frank Bullitt, uh, who is the lead character, title character of the Steve McQueen film Bullitt, uh, which is best known for its incredible car chase through the streets of San Francisco, if I remember rightly. Uh, I don't think we know much more about this at the moment. Uh, it's based on a book, although apparently there only is one Frank Bullet book. It's not like there's a whole series to draw on. Uh, so whether he'll be doing a remake or a sequel or just... I mean, the character is a guy who drives a car very well. Um, I, I think he's okay. a detective, but there's, there's, it's, not, it's not exactly like he's bursting with uh, unique character traits. So it seems, it seems a slightly odd choice, but Spielberg knows what he's doing. Well, he's- He's back in his Oscar-winning ways anyway. Well, Oscar-winning in this... Well, at least he's been nominated for yes, stuff. Yes, <laughs> he's back, back in the race. Yeah, yeah. And doing things he's not really done before. I mean, obviously he's done kind of blockbusters and things. But, uh, yeah, this is this is a bit of a change from his decade of fairly drab Tom Hanks films. Yeah. So, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer 
has increased its cost again. I can't be bothered. Like, I know it's never ending. And apparently like, they finished filming it, so I don't know what this is about. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Quaid, Kenneth Branagh, and Matthew Modine. Uh, every right every time it's you, you don't pronounce the G in Kenneth Branagh. Oh, every time. One day I'll get this. <laughs> one day I'll get this. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I've given up trying to tell people who it was. Like I think at the beginning I was just saying, oh, so and so are in it as well. Mm. Um, now no, everyone's in it. Just assume everyone's in it. I'm in it. You are in it yeah, as well. Colin. How many of these do you reckon are just pranks? They're not actually in it at all. He's just Christian <laughs> announcing it. Like, yeah, Jack Quaid. Yeah, you're in it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. James Mangold of uh, of Logan and Walk the Line and Ford vs. Ferrari and many other films. Um, he's going to direct a Buster Keaton biopic. Um, so we've already got uh, Tom Holland playing Bing, Bing Crosby? No. Yes. Fred Astaire, right? Fred Astaire, thank you. Uh, so we're, we're mining old Hollywood. I mean, this is going way back in Hollywood. I must admit, I've never seen a full Buster Keaton film, but I've seen lots of uh, clips of him doing his thing. So be, uh, I don't know his story at all. No, so I mean, you know, I've, I've heard of Buster Keaton, but I've definitely not seen any of his films before. No, I mean, if you get... just I say go onto YouTube and Google... Uh, Google? I sound like an old man. Google on the YouTube um, Buster Keaton clips and it'll, you'll be amazed about the the great stuff he does. But uh, as I said, uh, I don't think we know any more about that. I don't think we know who's going to be Buster Keaton or anything. But James uh, Mangold was good. So. Uh, there will be an adaptation of the video game Bioshock by Netflix. Uh, um, so you don't know anything about Bioshock, do you, Kyle? Uh, sure I do. Sure I do. Bioshock, it's all about uh, creating earthquakes. No, oh. um, it's an immensely popular video game. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's really, really popular. Um, and it's about this guy called Jack, who is a lone survivor of a plane crash in the 1960s, and where he un- where he discovers an underwater dystopia Ooh. called Rapture in the process. And that's, uh, this, that's what gives him the shock, is it? Uh, probably, but I think... So, this game uh, produces one of the, the best twists in video games, I think, ever. Oh, yeah out there I think I could spoil it right here on the, this podcast given that this game has been out for 10 years now, so I think it's fair go to spoil for it. It. a fair spoiler warning yes okay yeah so basically you're, when, when you when you land into the scene to this underwater city basically um, you you get told to go here go there do this do that and you know there's a voice on the call you, you think when you're doing this it's basically following the video game instructions to get to a certain point a certain mm point in time what happens is that you'll discover down the line that you were meant to arrive there and in all those messages there's this uh, the person who gives the messages will start the phrase with would you kindly go to this uh, location for example you'll discover uh, halfway through the game that would you kindly is actually a trigger that uh, forces you to obey the commands of that so what you're actually doing is literally following the commands of the the person who's giving you those commands and He's technically the bad guy of the whole expedition. Yeah, so, that's yeah, going to be that, difficult to translate onto film, potentially. That definitely, yeah. But when that came out, it, it completely blew uh, all the twists out ever in video games, really. So, because no one saw that coming. So, it's quite clever. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not 100% sure I understood it, but it does sound clever. Um, great. <laughs> uh, yet, yet another in the, the long history of successful video game movies, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek, it's coming back. The uh, the cast from which one? Uh, the most recent, the kind of JJ Abrams uh, cast is they've they've got over their pay disputes, I guess, and they're coming back and starts filming later this year. Uh, there was talk previously of a time travel thing with with both Chris Pine and Chris, Chris Hemsworth, who played uh, Captain Kirk and Captain Kirk's father, respectively. This is before Chris Hemsworth was was famous, and it was in a kind of early scene, so they they asked in different different ages, uh, but they couldn't all agree on I think there's a money thing um, so we don't know if Chris Hemsworth is going to be in this one or, or they're going to go for a, a go a different way with it but apparently they are they are bringing them back it seems quite a long time I'd say was it 10 years maybe not quite that long but uh, seems, 2016 like, was the last film okay only 6 years fine. Um, but yes I, I liked the first of those films and to a lesser extent the next two so yeah, uh, but I'd, this will be the first film without Chekhov as well, uh, given Anthony Alchin's untimely death. Of course, I mean he had. I think he had died um, it, during the filming of the of the third one, or, or maybe. Or just before the screening of it, I think. Was it just before screening? Because they, they didn't, uh, they didn't have him. He didn't do much in that film, and it was kind of, yes, no, very so, sad. Yeah. 
what's next is that uh, <laughs> there will be a third non-sequel film to A Quiet Place. Oh, brilliant. Works. So we know there's a third film coming out, which is supposed to be a non-sequel, but now there's a third direct sequel to A Quiet Place. Because why not? Okay, so what? Quiet Place Part 3 or Part 4? What's going on? Yeah, so there's a Quiet Place Part... There's definitely a Quiet Place spin-off yes. that's definitely happening. But now apparently there's a direct sequel to a Quiet Place Part 2, which I'm pretty sure you can't really drag on this story any longer. Because <laughs> uh, Part 2 really ended on... Like, there's nothing much to say anymore. I don't think there's anything else to say. But... This coming from me, and obviously The Walking Dead is one of those that mm. has been going on for many seasons as well. And that apparently seems to be going on. So I would have thought John Krasinski wouldn't want to be tied so much to this. I don't know how it, what his involvement would be, but he's, he's a man with fingers in several pies and obviously lots of ideas and things. You think, why would he keep... I know, right? Doing, is he still doing Jack Ryan? Is that still going? I suppose so. Yeah, he is, right? The TV series. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't bother watching the second one. I don't think I'll bother watching the next one. I enjoyed the first one, though. Mm. Uh, Aziz Ansari, um, best known possibly for Parks and Rec, I guess Master of None as well. Uh, he's going to make his directorial debut. And it was going to film it will star Bill Murray. It's not bad for your first one, is it? No. Apparently Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. Uh, and it's like incre- <laughs> incredibly difficult to reach him. So like, if you want him to look at a script or something, I think there's like a PO box or something that he checks every now and again or something. Huh. So somehow Aziz Ansari got his number, I guess, or just ran into him. On the side, oh, by the way, Bill, I got a script. Here you go. Here you go. Here's some money. Yes. That's so how, that's how it works, right? That's how it works. <laughs> a script and a bag of money. <laughs> um, Brad Bird, uh, who has done some wonderful animated films for Pixar, uh, including like The Incredibles, which we both love. Uh, we'll now be making a new animated film for Skydance Animation. Oh, yeah. So Skydance, uh, I've not heard of them before, but apparently they produced the Mission Impossible films, among oh, other things. Oh, yes. yes okay. um, so this film is a passion project of Brad Bird that he's been trying to make for nearly 30 years, apparently. What? I know, right? So, hmm. uh, well, yeah. How old is Brad Bird? <laughs> anyway. You know, the gist of the story is that it's supposed to be about the last human private detective in a future world full of both humans and aliens. Oh, He's trying to solve a crime. Okay. So there you go. That could be fun. Yeah, Brad Bird seemed to, he, he dipped his turn to the waters of live action, didn't he? He did, a, he did an early, what, did Mission Impossible? Yep. Four. Four, was it? Was it four? Yeah, okay. And he did Tomorrowland, which wasn't very good. And, uh, animation is where it's at for him now. He's gone back. Uh, speaking of animation, John Cena is going to be in uh, Coyote versus Acme. Which is uh, I, I didn't really grow up on these things, but um, is it Warner Brothers. Yes, it is yeah. Warner Brothers. Um, Wiley Coyote is always running around and chasing Roadrunner, chasing Roadrunner, and being hit by Acme stuff. And this is a whole thing where there's a legal case uh, and a lawyer. I think Wiley Coyote's lawyer presumably suing Acme, and John, yep. John Cena is going to be the the boss of said lawyer. Uh, James Gunn is producing. I guess they hit it off during Peacemaker or during Suicide Squad. Uh, and it's uh, semi animated, semi live action, much like beloved film Who Shot, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and uh, last Space year's Jam. Tom and Jerry and Space Jam, oh. and Sonic the Hedgehog, and so many, so mm. so many. <laughs> At the beginning, when you said all oh, the classic um, mm. uh, live action slash CGI film, but there are quite a few now. <laughs> I can't think of any more immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last bit of news is that the Forrest Gump trio of Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis, and Eric Roth are reuniting for an adaptation of a graphic novel called Here. Excellent. Excellent Forrest Gump. Great film. People look down on Forrest Gump. I think it's really good. Why do people look down? What's their, what's their reasoning? I think because it won the Oscar instead of oh, they uh, thought it was... uh, Pulp Fiction, was it? Oh, okay. So you thought it was like overrated. Then. Was it Pulp Fiction or was it? Maybe it was something else. But yeah, I think it's, it, it's kind of feel look at it as being yeah, overrated or kind of not cool enough. I don't know. Great film. Great film. Uh, just a couple more. Robert Downey Jr. is reuniting with Shane Black for a film based on the Parker character, who I hadn't realised was quite so uh, appeared in so many films. I knew, I knew vaguely about the Jason Statham film Parker, but apparently the Parker character has uh, inspired a whole number of films and 
Auntie J, who who kind of needs a hit. Uh, he's not, I say, post Iron Man. He's not really hit the ground running. So uh, Shane Black seems like a good place. He, he worked with him on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, among other things. Um, and the other thing, so last episode we were talking about the the cameos we were expecting to see or hoping to see in uh, Doctor Strange two. Uh, within. In fact, even before the episode went live, the Doctor Strange trailer came out and it's been confirmed, Dijon. Yep. Uh, spoilers for anyone who's trying to avoid the trailers. Uh, that Patrick Stewart, um, as, as Professor X, Charles Xavier, is in this movie. Uh, I must admit, I already knew that because that was the leak I had seen that I kind of tentatively <laughs> referred to. Um, no wonder, fair enough. Yeah, I, I didn't want to spoil it for you, Dijon, but I, I had seen a leaked image of that. Uh, but that is the only leak I'm aware of, so uh, um, so it's all all surprises. I imagine that's why they put it in the trailer because a lot of people already know. So it's like, well, yeah. might as well might as well check that one. In. It's getting more and more exciting now. Yeah, not too far away, not too far mm. away. Uh, and I think we both said he, we were expecting him, so we're, we're right on that. We're right on that front. It's a good start. Uh, we move on to to see or not to Z. We talk about films we've recently seen and tell you the list of whether you should see them or not. Z them, Zijan. Yes. Have you been seeing or zedding any films? Yeah, I saw. I uh, mentioned in the last podcast that I saw two films, right? And um, I saw mentioned. Oh, you're saving one. Right saving this one. Okay. Yeah, because uh, so I saw Uncharted a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. So uh, the film directed by Ruben Fleischer. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, I Fleischer. Think, I think you're right, Fleischer. Yeah. Fleischer. So it's based on the popular video game of the same name as well, um, and it stars Tom Holland as the. The, the main character, the video game character, Nathan Drake. It also stars Mark Wahlberg and Antonio Banderas. Um, so I've not played the game before, but there were lots of fan reactions when the casting was announced that mm. um, the actors don't look at all like the video characters, apparently. They're much, um, they're much younger than the characters, aren't they? Definitely much younger. So I've seen the, the video game on YouTube because that's where I go to when I can't be bothered with getting the game myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah. Tom Holland definitely looks way too young to play Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake looks like he's in his early 30s. Tom Holland still looks like a teenager. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's because they're hoping to make it a franchise and he'll keep doing it for yeah. until he ages into the role. <laughs> it really doesn't help that he does the whole all shucks Peter Parker thing as well. Oh, really? On the film. So it just feels very, even more teenager-y thing, even though he was a bartender at the time. So... Oh, yeah, I've seen that Nathan. clip. Yeah, it looks like he's been he's run away from his mum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just very weird. And you're just jealous of people who look younger than they are, Zijan. <laughs> <So, laughs> still, still got all his hair, isn't he? For now. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 that's definitely projecting on your part, Colin. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I'm, I know you're not going to join me in that one, but uh, yes, no, I feel bitter towards <laughs> towards all actors. I at least have my hair. You do have your hair. That's true. You're you're kind of in your early thirties. Thirties, if you stretch the definition quite wide, you could have played this role, Adrian. Could be. Yeah, I know. If mm. only I was Caucasian. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Uh, that's definitely the only. That's the, the only, that's the only thing back. stopping stopping me. <laughs> it was between you but, and Tom Holland in the la- down to the last two, and like, well, he's young, uh, but at least he's white. And they, yeah, that's how it works. That's a, but uh, yeah, no, apart from that, the script isn't great. It's like some of the quips were truly awful. Oh, yeah. You know when people put quips in and they do a lot. Mark Wahlberg tends to have a lot of quips in all his work as well, but these ones just land so badly and I know people complain a lot about Marvel films relying heavily on that yeah. but at least Marvel films do them well yes <laughs> you know and I can give them that Uncharted tries to do it and it just comes off really badly it just falls flat half oh, the time God. so it's just awful and the last action scene is just it's, it's, it just defies the law of physics really <laughs> um, mm. it, I'm pretty sure like a bunch of people just go yeah, oh do you know what it would be cool this would be cool is this and the, that's what the final action scene was. Well, what, is this the know? crates falling out of the plane or is that a mid? No, no. no. Should thought, I just tell you about this? Yeah, go for it. I'm not going to watch it. Okay, cool. Uh, two ships. Okay, two light ships okay. hoisted by helicopters. <laughs> All right. Okay, because so this these ships are basically the remains of uh, uh, so remains of the past, right? They hold treasure in them and they're hoisted by helicopters uh, mm. to be carried away. But the protagonists and antagonists were fighting on those ships and on the helicopters as wow. well. So my, my plan was to kind of half watch this on Netflix when it comes on to there. Is that reasonable or should I not even bother doing that? Oh, if I half watch, like, probably, you can do it while watching while be, you're doing I'll, your ironing, I I'll guess. be doing a crossword at the same time, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine, I'll okay. Be, yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've not been to the cinema, but I have watched um, a film from about 10 years ago, I think, called The Pretty One, um, which I'd never really heard of. But it, it, I came across it on Amazon Prime. It stars Zoe Kazan, um, who's probably best known for The Big Sick these days or for Ruby Sparks. Uh, very good actor. She plays twins. Um so you can see why, I, uh, as a twin myself, I might have an interest in this. Um, I, I will go full spoilers, I think, or at least mostly. I've some pretty big spoilers, so if you don't want okay, to the, know anything, then then skip forward. Uh, with the title, the pretty one, I can. Well, no, so um, so she plays. So, yeah, I guess the, the title is kind of referring to. Yeah, the, although they are identical twins, one of them is kind of cool and outgoing and like making a success of her life, and and the other one is uh, quite shy and still living with her parents and, and all this. Um, Anyway, they get into a car crash and the kind of the cool, pretty one uh, dies. But the other one, uh, who has just had her hair done to look like her sister, uh, is mistaken for her sister. So, um, so they think that the the other one has died. Uh, well, that's morbid. Yeah, and initially she has some kind of amnesia, which makes her think she is the the other sister. Which, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, she goes. Neither her her parents, her friends, none of them realise that she's not that the other one, and she goes and basically lives her sister's life for a bit. Uh, and it basically becomes almost a rom com. So Jake Johnson's in it as well uh, as, as a potential love interest. Uh, so tonally a bit odd because it seems yeah you say morbid and and it seems quite macabre and, and odd and then becomes a bit more conventional. But as a twin. It's an identical twin. Uh, I don't think this is good a twin representation. I'm not happy with the idea <laughs> that uh, that parents don't know which twin is which just because one of them's had their hair done. Uh, I definitely don't like the idea that she forgets who she is. I very much don't like the idea that looking in the mirror reminds her of her twin. Because you know what? When I look in the mirror, I don't think of Simon every time. Anyway, it's not bad, but I was quite cross. <laughs> so there you go, guys. <laughs> like, if you want... A film that does not, yeah, yeah. If you, if you what, what's a good film that represents twins? Well, Colin, I, I was actually thinking rather rather than spoil it now, maybe one day we'll do an episode on twins. Uh, in, okay, twins in film. We can go do it in depth. Uh, I'll say for now though, the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> nails it, hundred percent. That's uh, <laughs> that's everything. Uh, we move on to um, uh, to actor factor, where we talk about the films of a particular actor, and this time it is Josh Brolin. See, Jen, do you want to tell us a bit about Josh Brolin? Yeah, or Josh Brolin, more particularly his films, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to skip all the parts where he played Thanos. That's fair. Quite a few yeah. films of them. So yeah. just Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers: Age of Ultron, uh, Avengers: Endgame. I think those are the only three that he appeared in, so that's that. Uh, and oh, Infinity, Infinity War. War, yes. Yep. He's quite, he quite major in Infinity War. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he also appeared in Deadpool 2 uh, as Cable, mm. uh, which was quite fun. I enjoyed Deadpool 2. I know you don't care too much about Deadpool character, so... I like that. Um, what? What? <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. Like, I feel very confused. I, like, I, I, I think I came to them quite late, but I like them, yeah. Okay, cool. So... Um, the film that both you and I like. Yes, um, <laughs> I, I, I even have a Deadpool Funko Pop. That's how much I like it. Okay, it's not say that he much. Was, to be honest, I got a lot of Funko Pops. He was in Dune, which we spoke about recently mm. as well. Um, so I'm not going to go through that. Um, so other films that I've seen him in, I've seen him in Everest. Oh yes, the film I uh, told you about with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Did I've not around uh, to yet? Yeah. It's, it's quite a grim film, uh, grim, made for grim watching, but it's about the, the Everest uh, accident um, way back then when multiple people died um, mm. while trying to climb Mount Everest back then. I still enjoy the film. Uh, I still yeah, think you should give it a watch. Um, yep, I'll get to it. Yeah, uh, yeah and then uh, there's Man in Black 3, apparently. Yeah, I th- he does a fantastic Tommy Lee Jones impression in Man in Black he 3. Uh, the film itself is kind of, it's fine. But he's it's, fine, uh, yeah. But he's very good in it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was in Hail Caesar, which is a um, Coen Brothers film. I think the only Coen Brothers film I've seen in the cinema, maybe. That might not be true, but it's certainly one of the few ones I have. Um, I was disappointed with it. I think I was talking about it here before. Um, it's got a fantastic cast, but they, they have about five minutes each. Um, I do like the Coen Brothers, but not that one, really. Uh, he was in Sicario, which I know a lot of people love. I enjoyed it, but not enough to bother watching the sequel. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as uh, some people which one is Sicario? Uh, Sicario is uh, Emily Blunt 
and oh, uh, okay. and him and yep. um, I think Benicio del Toro was here in the sequel. I remember. Uh, yes, and various power struggles and shooting of people, and betrayal and all this, uh, and drugs. I think. Uh, Gangster Squad is a film that I really like. That got terrible, terrible reviews, and everyone else I think hates, uh, or is indifferent to. But I think it's a fantastic film. Um, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, obviously, uh, they form a, a, a kind of off the books FBI group to try and take down um, like Sean Penn's uh, gangster character, and I think it just looks really cool, really zippy, great, great characters. Uh, lovely directed and say literally everyone else hated it <laughs> okay. uh, including friend of the podcast David Parkfeld who was very uh, uh, very rude about it uh, back in the day uh, he's also played George W. Bush in the film W which is the first time I came across him uh, and does a uh, the film itself Oliver Stone it's, it's, it's a slight odd thing because you're kind of expecting Oliver Stone to really lay into him and he doesn't really he kind of gives him a fair crack of the whip but it doesn't I haven't seen it for a very long time, but I remember it kind of not really knowing what it wanted to be. I think. Mm. Are you done? I've got a few more here, but uh, I've got um, Milk. Oh, I've not seen Milk. Uh, the one where Sean Penn won the Oscar for playing uh, the gay rights activist. Mm. Uh, milk, Harvey Milk. Um, yeah, I saw that a long, long time ago, so I really do not have uh, much of a rec- recollection yeah, of it. It's about two thousand, really two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Was it? It's a while yeah. back. Yeah, that was when yeah Mickey Rook was playing the wrestler as well. It's a All long right. time ago. Yeah, I I know that. I don't know why I know that, but but I do know that. Fair it's enough. the same year. Um, oh, that's later than I thought. Then. All right. Okay. I, I don't remember who uh, Josh Brolin was playing it, and the last film I saw. Uh, apart from No Country for Old Men, which we spoke mm, about in yes. Look Back in Oscar. Um, and then apart from that, uh, I saw Hollow Man. Ooh, oh yes, you're, you're dipping into the world of horror. Yeah. Um, very briefly, this is uh, supposed to be a remake of The Invisible Man. Mm. Someone turns invisible and starts killing people. Fair enough. That's pretty much That's it. That's the gig. Um, yeah, I've also got uh, True Grit, which is another Coen Brothers film. Quite unusual, well, very unusual for them because it's a direct remake of a of a John Wayne classic, the the only film John Wayne I've won an Oscar for, but um, he uh, is, I can't remember who he's in that, he's not the lead. Um, Hayley Steinfeld, of course, Oscar nominated for that film, That's it's very good. Uh, he was in Wall Street 2, Money Never, Money Never Sleeps, which is again a bit of an oddity, um, bringing back Gordon Gecko, uh, American Gangster, which I just remember very little about other than it was too long, uh, Melinda Melinda, the first Woody Allen film I ever saw, which is bad, and uh, <laughs> the Goonies. He's uh, very famous for. I guess that's where he was first. Um, first well, I know from, yeah, yeah um, with uh, Sean Austin, uh, Sean Astin. Right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Which I saw for the first time uh, a couple of years ago, and is a lot of fun. I think it's probably not aged fantastically. I think I think it's, it's very much um, a, a favorite film only if you were ten when you first watched it. But it's uh, yeah, it's still good. It's got some very uh, impressive scenes kind of a pirate ship buried beneath the ground it's all pretty cool uh so of all those films Zijan, do you have a favorite so if it's a non-marvel thing yeah it will probably yes. no country for all men because uh yeah i i know i i love no country for all men when i watch it i won't re-watch it again that's for sure hmm. i know for sure i won't watch it yeah. again it's just so gruesome but I, I do acknowledge it as a very very good film so that's that I'm going to go for Gangster Squad, just to be the only person mm. in the world. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the least favourite? Uh, Hollow Man was pretty bad, I okay. guess. Was that a remake? No. I think so. I'm not sure. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, there's some pretty bad ones in here, to be honest. He's, he doesn't always pick his roles. Uh, I'm going to say Melinda Melinda. As I said, I've not seen it since university, but I remember it being terrible. There you go. That's Josh Brolin. Uh, next time we're going to do Active Factor again, maybe. I'll, I'll if be, we, will we? Depending yeah. on how how, how, <laughs> how quickly. Uh, but peek behind the curtain, listeners. We, we, if we do Green Book this time, we'll do Active Factor next time. If we don't do Green Book this time, we'll do Green Book next time. Um, and the next Active Factor is going to be Jake Johnson. Whenever that happens. Okay. So, uh, it uh, mustn't be many, many films of Jake Johnson. We'll put it in the spreadsheet. Um, we come on to the main topic of the day. Then X Men Reassemble is what I'm calling it. A joke that worked well. Not a joke, really. Not a joke. Um, Just a title that worked well when it was Avengers and now doesn't work, but I'm keeping it. X-Men Reassemble. <laughs> uh, where we, as I explained it, 
exorbitant length. We go through the characters, uh, we choose other roles they've played to, to be in the X-Men, and to show you what we mean, let's start with Hugh Jackman, obviously Wolverine, but not in this new lineup. Who's it going to be, Zijan? Tell us uh, your, your pick for Hugh Jackman. My pick for Hugh Jackman to be, uh, I was going just going through my list and most of them are people with superpowers. So. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, it, t- it tends to be that way. I don't know why. It just makes sense for an X-Men to have that. But, uh, Hugh Jackman, I chose Jean Valjean. Okay. Yes. Who has the superpower of singing very well. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, uh, no. and, and putting no. up with, with manual labor for 20 odd years where it was. Yeah, well, that's true. But, he has super strength though. He, he managed to lift strength. the cards yes. from uh, from a guy who was trampled or something. Because that's how Jalva knows it's him, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah he has that. super strength. No one like he was like forty years old. He can lift the card. I'm nearing forty. I can't even. <laughs> 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 I I I did body pump at the gym last week, Colin, and I almost oh, died. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like an unwise idea. Hugh <laughs> uh, Jackman, I think, was the, was the most difficult one for me because I a lot of these I only seen one or two films. Um, with them in so I, 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 Les Mis was on my, my short list I was thinking maybe Greatest Showman for his singing ability there <laughs> uh, I even went, thought about Prisoners where he's very uh, angry and willing to go with the extra mile but I thought, I'm not sure that's what I want in the X-Men I'm not sure I want someone quite so uh, um, willing to flip over the edge um, so I've gone for his character Robert Angier apparently uh, his character in The Prestige because um, he's basically learned how to do magic well, he does. Uh, spoiler alert! He does have the power to clone himself. He does, which is an is literally an X Men power. Uh, so I'm, I'm, that's the. So I, I like your super strength, but I'm going to stick. I mean, the fact that he, in the Prestige, he does murder every clone. All of his clones, yeah. Jean yes. John is righteous to the yeah. T, right? But like, I feel <laughs> if he could be persuaded to not do the murdering bit, then uh, then he's a useful useful man to have on the team. And let me tell you. More useful than almost anyone else on this list. So, uh, <laughs> I'm trying. To, last time, did we did we fight it out and decide which one we're going to keep? I think we did. Yeah, we did. But you know, it wasn't much of a fight, was it? Like, if you expect like a huge debate, it wouldn't happen because we only have no. 20 minutes left. <laughs> sure. Um, I think we're going to have to go with with your righteous one because I, I like the cloning, but yeah, I'm a bit worried about the murder. So, uh, Jean Valjean is in. Uh, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, of course. Um, what have you got for? Yeah, I don't, I've not seen many of Patrick Stewart's stuff. No, no, I was so tempted yeah. to put poop in <laughs> just <because laughs> for fun. <laughs> just for fun. Right. Um, but I went to the very standard Jean-Luc Picard, which is quite dull. A very, very dull choice, but I thought a very safe choice as well. Have you seen uh, any films he's in? I've seen Star Trek First Contact. Okay. Yeah, I've seen very few films with him in as well. And, and I want my, my list is all films I have seen. I didn't go for anyone that I hadn't, uh, and I've not seen his work uh, as Johnny Picard. So I've gone for uh, John Bosley in Charlie's Angels, where he's a guy on the end of a phone. <laughs> Which, uh, spoiler alert, he is also the villain. No, he's, he's not the villain. the villain. No, he's not the villain, is he? You think he's a villain, but it turns out Elizabeth Banks is the villain. Oh yeah, that's true. I've seen that recently as well. Why did I watch that? <laughs> I think it's a not a bad film actually. So what do you think, well, Johnny Picard or uh, or Bosley? Well, they're not really standout characters, are they? Then, I feel like Jean-Luc Picard might be out of his element if he's not in space. Uh, that, was Bosley on the phone? He's he's keeping everything going. He's he's phoning up to it. <laughs> he's saying, Jean Valjean, off you go, mate. <laughs> Jean Valjean, off you go. <laughs> That's exactly what Bosley would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. Why not? I'm framing it. I, I mean, like, I'm not going to like put oh, like, well it's a surprise but we've got john bosley um ian mckellen i <laughs> i think i might know where we're going with this but uh what else would it be right i i've not seen many films of his um one in which he plays a, a nazi <laughs> not not gonna go with that uh one where he plays a uh, sherlock holmes but on the on the cusp of dementia not really keen to go with that zijan what have you gone for <laughs> What do you think? I think you've gone for Gandalf. But the question is, which Gandalf? Is it Gandalf the White or Gandalf the Grey? Um, Gandalf um, Gandalf the Grey from Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm. None of the Hobbit stuff. Well, Gandalf the White is in is when he comes back from the fight with the Balrog. With, uh, yep. I've gone Gandalf the White. I think he's, he's, yeah. he's stronger. He is stronger there, but yeah, that's true. 
he's definitely strong. I thought you were going to have a counter argument, but no, it's just not. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, but I, I do like the whole idea of, you know, Gun of the Grey is always like, because this, this was before the war has struck, right? Oh, so he was less, he was less battle weary. He was more empathetic. He was more, you know, I can smoke a pipe with you. Right. Uh, Frodo. That's what I like about. Yeah, Gun that's of true. The Grey. He was he was Gun, more approachable, wasn't he? Gun of the White is more like you know I'm here. Yeah, probably not going to work on a, to win the war. He's not going to work on a team, is he? Mm. No, fair he, enough. Okay, uh, Gun of the Grey it is. He's in. For Lord of the Rings, though, not on the Hobbit. Obviously, obviously, for Lord of the Rings, <laughs> not the Hobbit. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm not writing any of this down, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James McAvoy. Um, we've gone to the prequel series. I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit here. Um, he is, of course, pr- uh, Professor X as a younger man, and we're, we're covering both of them. Again, one I've seen a slightly more films of. Um, uh, I'll go first this time. Why not? Um, I, I was tempted to go for Mr. Tumnus just because he's cool, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. I went for his character from Split, uh, oh. or his characters from Split, where he plays. Well, I think theoretically twenty-three different characters, but you only see about four or five of them. It's the, again, it's it's more like an X-Man than anything else he's done, I guess. With multiple. Well, well I beg to differ. Okay, I'm listening. I've chosen him from Wanted. I've not seen Wanted. Yeah, he can literally change trajectory of bullets in midair. It's not with his mind, it's just with his ability to swing a gun around or something. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, uh, I like that to- <laughs> more than the um, murderous villain that I chose. <laughs> I was wondering whether I could choose all his characters apart from the Beast, but um, uh, no, fine, okay. Let's go with Wanted Guy. Doing the classic X-Men thing of shooting people. Well, they do, right? Cable has a gun. Yeah, it's true. That's true. He's in. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence of uh, of Mystique fame. I found this one tricky, to be honest. I've seen quite a lot of films with her in. I have as well, but a lot of them, like all those David Fincher films, uh, yeah. struggle to put the characters anywhere in an X-Men universe. <laughs> yeah, she seems quite useless. I mean, there's the one who invented a mop. I'm not sure that she's going to be... Uh, <laughs> Joy. It's not going to be like running to the front line. Uh, so I've gone with her character, uh, Aurora Lane, from from the film Passengers, uh, just because okay. you know, uh, having having claimed that Jean Luc Picard wouldn't cope in because sp- we, we don't want a space guy, I've gone for her on the basis that she's been in space. Um, so I'm not consistent, but you know, she's 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 coped up there. She's figured out what to do. She, I can't remember what her gig was. Was she a scientist? Maybe I don't know. Uh, she was quite resourceful though given yeah. that she was basically forced to wake up by Chris Pratt's character yes yeah, yeah. she she wasn't happy for a while but then no. when she was about to murder him and then decided not to so you know that's that's a trait I'm looking for is not a, not a murderer you, you got anything to beat uh, passengers yeah I went for the very obvious choice of Katniss Aberdeen yeah I thought about very, it yeah. very very obvious choice though like uh, although I'm not a big fan of the Katniss Aberdeen character um yeah, I, I think I've gone past the whole young adult thing. So I like, I like Katniss Everdeen in Hunger Games. I wouldn't go for Katniss Everdeen yeah. in the later films. Yeah, um, I just got uh, he, she got a little bit too tiresome. Like, oh, I'm so sick of being the the face of the the revolution. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, got a bit of a strop a lot of time. Uh, okay, I, I think to be honest, I chose Passengers because I thought I was confident that you would choose Hunger Games. And I wanted to go for something else. Um, so let's go Hunger Games. Let's go Katniss. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it probably is the right one to go for. Yeah. Um, Michael Fassbender, Magneto in the prequels. What have you gone for? Oh, this is tough. Like, so I definitely went for one that I've not seen before. Okay. Because, Ooh, okay. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any other Michael Fassbender films. Uh, I was just going through the list. Um, so um, I've seen parts of Assassin's Creed. Okay. Uh, the first bit, but I didn't go for that. I went for. We've already got, um, we've already got a Baron Arrow person. We don't need, exactly. don't need to. That's why. I went for David. Oh, from, from Prometheus. Isn't he a villain? An android. Is that the other one? He's an android. Yeah. Is he a villain? He's a villain, yes. Okay. So that's where you go. But, um, you know, he's an android. You can chop off his head and he still will be alive. That's his superpower. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But um, I've gone for Steve Jobs from the movie Steve Jobs. (laughs) uh, Who is a genius. I think think we need a genius on the team. I Uh, can see that working, yeah. yeah. Uh, You could argue that being really good at designing phones is not something that's that big a deal. Well, in fact, at marketing phones, really. It was a genius. But I think uh, I think I'd rather go for an eccentric genius rather than a murderous android. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Lovely. 
Um, we move on. Uh, what, what time are we on? Just to see how many more of these guys we can do. Oh, I got a bit of time. Uh, let's do Nicholas Holt, who is also in the prequels <laughs> as Beast, uh, and is Slim Pickens. He's a great actor, but um, this is very tough. I, I went. For, go, go, yeah. go for it. Go for it. I went for Nux. I went for Nux. Mad Max, because there's nothing else to choose from. At it's, least it's either that or a guy with big hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. From the favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was tempted to go for his about a boy character, but uh, uh, yeah, Nux from Mad Max Fury Road. He's a madman, but he drives he fast. He, he drives a car. Yeah, every team needs someone who uh, will, like the Incredible Hulk, right? Basically, yes, I guess he is. Who you can yeah. let loose. Okay, um, yeah. Well, we've both gone for the same ones. I guess we have to do that. <laughs> um, let's have a look at Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, slightly X Men adjacent, but uh, Deadpool in the in the X world. A lot more choices here, I think. Um, than some of these. Well, the question is, did you go for Green Lantern? I did. I went. I went. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Um, he is a superhero. Uh, he can make stuff out of his ring or whatever. The film is not brilliant, let's be honest. Um, but he he is a superhero, and that's. Uh, I I I considered Red Notice and Free Guy with the kind of the other ones I was looking at, but I thought no, I'll go. I'll, I'll put. I, I will put a genuine superhero on the team. Okay, I went for Detective Pikachu. Okay, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, he literally has powers. He's a, a rat with electricity powers. Mm, and he's a detective, always useful. Always useful, yeah. Um, does, does he... And, do and every team needs an animal, Colin. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Go, go, Guardians of the Galaxy has got one. Can you name any other teams that have one? Um, uh, Beast, this one, isn't it? Oh, I suppose. And the famous five. Um, they've got a dog... <laughs> no, I, that's my argument yeah, it's no, a great argument but yeah. I, um, I don't know much about uh, the Pokemon world d- d- does he ever does the character ever go outside of the world of Pokemon uh, in the film yeah this guy's independent mm. I have seen the film but he's still living in a kind of poker world isn't he yeah Can, that's true yeah. that's true yeah. uh, well, I don't know I feel like Green Lantern is, is maybe a little bit oh, too Route 1 isn't it it's a bit yeah but Green Lantern is on the character zone. Like, if you watch all the comics, or re- read all the comics and you look, look at all the cartoons, Green Lantern is a great character. Hal Jordan is a great character. I think we have to go Hal Jordan, really, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, James Marsden. He's made a <laughs> lot of films, but is not very hard. He's Cyclops in the original <sighs> X Men films. Um, I, I've seen quite a few James Marsden films, but in very few of them do I think uh, he's a hero. And I've gone for uh, the famous character Tom from Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't really have much of a reason, but now I now I do. I oh, know we I was gonna say he could look after Pikachu, but we haven't even put Pikachu in, have we? Um he I get, my, my thing is he's pretty good at dealing with weird stuff happening. <laughs> uh you got anything better? I'm sure no. you have. No? No, definitely not. I, I chose uh Connie Collins. Who's that? From the Connie Collins show from Hairspray. Oh, I've not seen Hairspray. Um, ah, he's the MC in Hairspray, and his power is that he's not racist. <laughs> I mean, I think Tom from Son of the Hedgehog probably isn't racist either. I, he's, he basically adopted a hedgehog, so it's... Uh, well, he's not racist in the 60s, though. And he's married to a, to a black woman, in fact. Which is usually interesting. Um... <laughs> I mean, these are both. These are two terrible <laughs> options. <laughs> we can only blame James Marston for this. Yeah, come on, James, what are you doing? Um, I guess let's have the MC because at least him and uh, Jean Valjean can have a bit of a sing off. Sing off, yeah. Oh boy, uh, Halle Berry, Ugh. Storm in the original films. Um, I have gone for her character Jordan Turner from the film The Call, uh, which I talked about on CZ a while back. Um, obviously not said where she's a, a 911 operator but she um, takes action into her own hands basically goes and rescues a girl um, showing kind of rescuing powers mm. basically I didn't want to go for Jinx from Dying of the Day yeah that makes sense I've not seen many um, Halle Berry films apparently um, and I refuse to put Catwoman in yes um, reasonable yeah. so I've chosen her multiple characters in Cloud Atlas okay Okay, again, a slightly X Men film, but they're not. It's not really a power; it's just different characters and different. Not times, really. Yeah, it's because t- 
technically in Cloud Atlas, you're supposed to assume that you know people reincarnate to a different mm. uh, character in a different lifetime. So I guess reincarnation is the power there, maybe, if there's one. I guess. But yeah, I guess. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not tied to this. Like, <laughs> I've not seen yeah. many films. Yeah, I've seen fewer than I thought I might, but let's let's go with the with her character from the call then, because at least I have a vague reason for it. Yeah, uh, Anna Paquin, Rogue, in uh, in the original films, and of course the Rogue cut of Days of Future Past. Have you got any? Have you seen any any Paquin films? <laughs> Only the Irishman. Oh yeah, she played the daughter of daughter. Someone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was tough in that. That's why I put down. Fair enough. Yeah. I recently saw the piano, but um, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with her character, Amy Alden from Fly Away Home, um, where she flies a homemade like microglider thing to lead geese across Canada. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely film. I don't think there should be a child on the team, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. So uh, I guess it's that one from The Irishman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you see, right? What a, what, a, what a useful addition to the team. Wow. <laughs> Oh uh, dear. Um, I think we're coming towards the end of this list, aren't we? It's just where it's rogue, to be fair. I've got it. <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! Harsh. In the third film. Wow. Yeah, I like rogue. Um, I've got a few more listed here, but was was there anyone else you wanted to uh, No, to not really. I, I, I'm not desperate to include the last few I have in, no. <laughs> in the X-Men that's, list. That's a decent X-Men team. Uh, I will just put in a word for Anya Taylor-Joy, because, you know... Um, who, of course, uh, is in the much beloved film *The New Mutants*, playing magic. Uh, did you look at? Did you look into her roles? Uh, yes, I have not seen many uh, because I know you've seen Emma, and I haven't seen Emma yet. Yes, uh, I mean it's a great film, but I wouldn't necessarily uh, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily put it forward. Although we didn't cover Alan Cumming, but I was going for a character who was in a different Emma film. Uh, that was how much I was scraping the barrel for this. Um, okay. No, I looked. Uh, if I was going to put uh, Anna Taylor Joy, I'll put Beth Harmon in. Oh, right, you're going TV. I, I I restrict myself to film, but uh, I know because I've not seen many. Enough, enough. And I don't really care too much about the uh, the Edgar Wright film we saw last year. No, fair enough. I was like in Soho. Yeah. Um, having having poured scorn on the idea of having David the murderous android, I've gone for a character Morgan, uh, a murderous android from the film Morgan. Oh yes, I forgot she played one. Yes, mm. that's correct. Um, so there you go. If I'd allowed myself television, I would have gone for Beth Harmon as well because you, you kind of wanted... And there's a lot of chess in X-Men, isn't there? Mm. Um, so, well, hey, let's break our own rules. She's in, Beth Harmon. Uh, I kind of... I know we said we're not going to do these, but I kind of want to... Kelsey Grammer, I just want to say I put in the prospector from Toy Story 2. Um, <laughs> oh, that's quite good. I put Sideshow Bob okay. from The Simpsons, yes. the movie. Oh, the, oh, you got around it. Nice. He's even in the movie. Yes. Nice. Um, that'll do, won't it? There you go. The X Men team is reassembled. You, I, I suppose the big question is, is do you think that team would beat the uh, the X Men? So Gandalf, on his own right, is extremely mm. powerful. Yes, it depends on how powerful magic is compared to everything else, right? I would say. He, yeah, he is phenomenally powerful, and Green Lantern, to a certain extent, is also very powerful. Mm. Uh, the rest of them really making up the numbers. If I'm honest, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, I I think if Professor X is in business, he could probably, yeah, it's going to be tough yeah. to beat someone with mental. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he could probably. Mm, I I have a feeling his powers wouldn't work on Gandalf. I don't know. Just like maybe I've got nothing to base that on, but I feel that um, <laughs> Gandalf would just be would just laugh, just chuckle at it. I think. Anyway, there you go. That's the X Men reassemble. If you if you think have any suggestions that would have worked better. Let us know at Movies on Twitter or cdzmovies at gmail.com um, and we'll be fascinated to hear. We've got enough time, I think, to talk a little bit about Green Book. Okay. Take it take it away. Um, so directed by Peter Farrelly from the Farrelly Brothers. It stars uh, Mahashala Ali and Viggo Mortensen as Don Shirley and his driver and bodyguard Frank Vallelonga, respectively. So the film, Green Book, is named after the Negro motorist Green Book. So, which is a mid 20th century guidebook for African American travelers. Uh, it won Best Picture at the 91st Academy Awards. It also won Best Original Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor for Mahashala Ali, uh, which is his second uh, Oscar, I think. His second in, um, in three years, yeah, yeah. So, there were some criticisms from uh, Don Shelley's relatives uh, about the film as they did not like the way he was portrayed, and there were some criticisms on like some white savior. Uh, 
uh, white savior theory as well because uh, you see in the film that you know, Frank Vallelonga has helped Don Shirley a lot. Uh, I do disagree with that statement. I think it's it's a very very good uh, road trip film where you see um, two guys who are complete opposites mm. come together and find find a common ground. So yeah, I, I absolutely disagree because I, I think yeah you're right. There, there was com- that complaint. There's also um, complaint and there's a phrase that I um, that was uh, magical Negro, which is, I guess a, uh, not a great phrase, but suggesting that. And Don Shelley was a bit like that, but it kind of it seemed to be saying if a white man helps a black man, that's bad. But if a black man helps a white man, that's also bad. I think that's not what this film is. It's about, yeah, as no. you say, it's two people um, kind of overcoming their prejudices, and I think both of them have certain prejudices. Obviously, more, more obviously, Viggo Mortensen's character is, is well, he's shown to be very racist to begin with, and then kind of they move away from that. But also, I think there's kind of the the prejudice idea of what a stereotypical Irish American guy might be like and you see him beating someone up outside a club but you think yeah but i don't know when i was watching i was thinking um the stereotypical thing is he's gonna beat his wife or whatever else and then he's shown to be incredibly loving and he wants to write these beautiful letters to her that he that, that um that don Shirley has to has to narrate to him basically uh yeah i think it's a beautiful film i'm very pleased no, with one. i think it's a great film i think it's a great great film i'm quite glad it won as well i think like Comparing to its list, I think when I was we were talking about Oscars back then, mm. like I think I was putting up the favorite because it was the only thing I saw, right? Uh, yeah. Which I thought was good, but I think this is definitely better than the favorite. And it was up against Bohemian Rhapsody, wasn't it? Um, as well, if I remember rightly. Yeah, but Bohemian Rhapsody isn't. Yeah, and and Bohemian Rhapsody won the Golden Globe. I think people. This was almost kind of like the. Um, uh, no one was that against this film. Like, I think a lot of people hated Bohemian Rhapsody, and, and, and yeah, this is kind of the compromise uh, answer in some ways. Uh, as I always say, I think Linda Cardellini is, is great. The film's secret weapon as, as um, Viggo Mortensen character's uh, wife doesn't have masses of scenes, but I think she's really fantastic. In, in both. she's so good. Yeah. I love the yeah. wife. Yeah, I love Linda Cardellini. She's mm. great. Yeah, she's 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 wonderful. Uh, yeah, so I think ignore or, or look beyond the kind of some of the, the, the knee-jerk reaction, I suppose, and, and give it a try uh, would be my would be what I'd say. I agree with that. Uh, also, Viggo Mortensen put on a lot of weight for it. Uh, so it's always <laughs> nice to do that for a film that's good rather than for a film that's bad. Um, as Green Book, uh, as, as previously mentioned, um, next time we're talking about the films of Jake Johnson uh, in Actor Factor, uh, which means we finished, Tijan, on the uh, on the quiz on the Scream franchise. And let me tell you, you are three. You months. watch all five films. I watched all five screen films and and all three seasons of the TV series. Wow! Uh, uh, I preparation. Did, I did all of that. Um, you're three nil up for the year. It's become a bit of a whitewash here, um, but I'm hoping that means you've let your guard down, and I'm going to roll in with a glorious victory today. Starting with uh, who is the girl featured in the famous poster for the first screen movie? Uh, which uh, it's basically um, a close-up of a face with a hand over a mouth and you basically see the eyes and the mouth it's a quite famous poster is it uh, Drew Barrymore it is Drew Barrymore very good yeah Uh, question one what's the name of the film franchise Within Scream which is based on the events of the original film a stab yes that's correct Uh, question two according to Scream 2's rules of horror movie sequels uh, what is always bigger what is it Sequels, all right. Because it's quite meta, isn't it? That's the thing. It is so quite meta, that, but uh, no, the body count. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, question two: Director Wes Craven uh, cameo in the first Scream as a janitor with what name? The name so chosen in homage to his most famous creation, uh, Freddy. Yep, it's Fred. Fred, because he he does look just like Freddy. I've seen the clip. He, he looks just like Freddy Krueger in that uh, clip. Uh, question three: Which Star Wars character? Sorry, Star Wars actor had a cameo as a receptionist in Scream Three. There, there are so many cameos by so many so mm. by famous actors, right? In in the Scream series, it's incredible. Mm. Which Star Wars actor? I'm just gonna go with uh, Mark Hamill, uh, Carrie Fisher. Oh. Uh, nice. whose character is told that she looks like Carrie Fisher and said yes I would have played Princess Leia but Carrie Fisher got the role by sleeping with George Lucas so. <laughs> oh, that's very good uh, question three all but one of the Scream films was set in California which one wasn't ooh, ooh I, 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 I did genuinely read the plots of every Scream film today that's the kind of that's the level of research I've done um, but I don't know the answer to this um, I'm going to say 
Scream 4. No, it's Scream 2. So, Scream, Scream 4 and Scream 5 or Scream are all set in the same location. In the the same same town. Uh, Scream 3 is set in Hollywood, which is obviously in California. And Scream 2 is set in Windsor College in Ohio. Is it really? Must be a tax break or something. Um, Who wrote the first four Scream movies? Mm. Kevin Williamson. Very good. Uh, question four. The film franchise was originally named Scary Movie, but was then renamed to Scream, inspired by the song of the same name by which singer? By Michael Jackson. That's correct. I, I, I never knew that, but I saw that on Wikipedia today. Yeah. Uh, question five. You need this one to stay in the game. Um, in the Scream universe, what is the name of the eighth and so far final installment of the Stab movies? Uh, I know they... is. They call it stab it, but they redeem it to stab. Very just good. like the scream. Very good. That's correct. Yeah, three all yeah. with one question to go. Oh, I I enjoy this question, Colin. Okay. Uh, question five. I enjoy this. So I think you can guess this as well, actually. So, which real life director was said to direct Stab Eight according to twenty twenty two Scream? I, they I, were chosen because just like Stab Eight, their movie, which is eighth of a beloved <laughs> franchise, was also unpopular with fans. Uh, that's a very generous I did read this and I almost asked it in fact this is a great thing uh, Ryan Johnson so good that's very good uh, which means I've pulled one back for the year um, which is good news for me and my legion of fans uh, what is our quiz topic for next time's Asian? Uh it'll be on the films by Nickelodeon Animated Studios oof I do not stand a chance uh, I can't miss one Nickelodeon is okay must be okay <laughs> great uh, what's our main topic for next time it would be the Batman. The Batman is here. I uh, can't wait. And we will see you then. Bye.